You only have so much time. And you have a big assignment. I want the entire world to hear the gospel in my generation. I want every person on this planet to be saved. We open God's Word today together to be subject to it, to be taught by it, to be instructed. What's going on, guys? Back with another episode of Matter of Theology, and you know who I got with me. Josh Loftus. That's right. I haven't left yet. That's right. <laughs> Back by popular demand. That, that's right, man. <laughs> I, I think I'm the only one that's. Uh... <laughs> you, you might be the only one demanding, but it's still you're still the popular vote. That's okay. That's right. That's all that matters. It's my show. I can do what I want. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> But today we're going to be talking a little bit about Mark Driscoll. Some Drisky business. That's yeah. right. The old Frisky Drisky. Oh, man. This is what I think I'm going to name this show. Frisky That's right. Drisky. How dare you? Sorry. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, just to throw it out there, I have reached out to Mark Driscoll to see if he would actually come on the show and talk about these things. Dude. And do you know what he said? Uh, did he say, how dare you? He actually said nothing. Oh, nothing. Well, okay. So, yeah, I probably just oh, just another guy with daddy issues. I don't need to be on this program. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's just. I mean, wow. Does it get any more of a clear projection of his own issues than that, dude? Yeah, like we were talking at the beginning. Like it, it is that entire the entire interview. You know, so it's an hour long interview, but the thing like. It was a good like like five to eight minutes that lived in infamy, right? Yeah. And it was five minutes of pure irony. Like mm-hmm. everything that was coming out of his mouth, I was just like, dude, like this is this was literally like verse by verse you ten years ago. Like oh, I yeah. don't I don't know what 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 vision version of history are you remembering here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and if you now there's two videos out there. There's one where he's doing an interview on a podcast. Yeah. Um that's the one that ruffled everyone's fav- feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that ruffled everyone's feathers. And then there's another one that he put out called just Calvinism versus Arminianism. Right. And in that, you see he has a he, just his his view of church history is a little bit off. And then just his definition of reformed is way off. Oh, it's way off. Yeah, it's completely bonkers. So now um, there's a lot of stuff we're not going to touch on just because uh, if you follow this podcast, you probably more than likely follow Dr. White and his podcast Mm -hmm. uh, because he's way smarter than we are. Yeah. Uh, but I would actually he, reverse the order. I think if people are following Doctor White, they're definitely following you guys. Yeah. Let's just let's just get the order clear here. Yeah, let's yeah. let's just throw that on the table. The order right. matters. Yeah, that's right. Um, but Doctor White did a Radio Free Geneva, where a good portion of the show he talked about uh, Mark Driscoll and that Calvinism versus Arminianism video, and he does an amazing job of just dissecting that. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard it, I'm going to link to it in the show notes and I highly recommend you listen to it. It's really good. Uh, just because he, uh, has taught church history. Um, and it's, he's a very knowledgeable guy. Yes, he is. 
Yes. But let's uh let's kind of get into some now. First, I do I'm I'm not just to be clear, I'm not a huge Mark Driscoll fan. Yeah. <laughs> I have never really cared for Mark Driscoll. Um it, mainly because I I don't think he's qualified to be a pastor mm-hmm. uh, with the type of language uh, he uses from the pulpit. Now, I don't think he 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 does that anymore. But, you know, when he was first coming on the scene, yeah. uh, you know, he was kind of crass. Um, yeah, and, it's true. And so I don't I don't think that language, you know, language like that is uh, should be used from the pulpit by a pastor. Yeah. Um, and then the whole plagiarism issue, which I actually, I thought it was just one book, but then I found out there were like six others that had yeah. plagiarism issues. Yeah. He had, he had just kind of a, and then there was the whole thing with masters uh, during the, uh, mm-hmm. the shepherds conference, right down there at masters. Strange fire, strange fire, strange fire conference. Yeah, yeah. He was, he crashed that uh, and was like handing his books out in like the, mm-hmm. in the parking lot. And he was asked to leave. There was just, there was yeah. just a bunch of hijinks and it was his, his, his career as a pastor was just kind of marked by like one, I don't want to say controversy because some of them weren't controversies, but just kind of one bizarre, bizarre thing after another. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. the to, to touch on the, the strange fire conference, what happened now? One, go read, go, go listen to the strange fire conference because it's really good. Yeah. Uh, but so he went to Grace Community Church and he was handing out his book, I guess, just as an alternative to. John MacArthur's to kind of give another side of, right. uh, you know, the, the charismatic gifts and stuff. And he put out a video that said uh, he was made to leave. His books were confiscated right. uh, and all this stuff, making it sound like grace to you or, or grace community church and John MacArthur, like they were the bad guys, but there's video of the, the security from grace community and they're being very polite, very gracious at, you know, they're saying, Hey, you, you can't do that. You know, right, right. <laughs> you, you can't do that. Uh, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And then Mark Driscoll on camera is saying, well, you keep the books and as a gift from me and just hand them out for free. You know? Right. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> so just the complete dishonesty. Yeah. It blows my mind. And then, of course, you know, the dishonesty with plagiarism and taking someone else's work, passing it off as your own um, right. improper citations and things like that. And then coming under church discipline and then running away from it. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that is that is something that should be clear uh, is that he did, you know, church discipline was enacted on him and yes. he did not submit to it. That's he right. did leave. He yes. left under the duress of that, mm-hmm. um, which was, and then he goes and starts his own, uh, starts another church down in Arizona, you know, That's a right. couple of years later. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I am, I'm not a huge fan of, of the Drisky, but uh, I am friends with people who are. Uh, yeah. So I am, going that that's just my views on it that's where i stand why i personally don't like driscoll but right. uh, you know i'm I'm willing to be gracious where and, and give grace where it's needed right right and i i think i think a, another good caveat that i think both of us would want to say too is that we in no way think that we are one above mark driscoll oh, morally no. 
or in, in any way, mm-hmm. it is completely and totally 100% by the grace of God that we have not disqualified ourselves from Absolutely. ministry. Yeah. That is That's, the only yeah. reason we have done that that has not happened is because of God's grace. So this is not yeah. us at all looking at Mark Driscoll and saying, I, I, how in the world could he do that? Because we know exactly how he could do that. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. And we and, are just as capable of doing yeah, it, right? Yeah. And, and going back to the church discipline issue, he was coming under church discipline by the elders with hopes that he yes. would be reinstated uh, yeah. to his position. And right. I guess that just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I'm, you know, in listening to these these interviews and these videos, it's very clear that Mark Driscoll was not reformed. Yeah, he he he. He touted Calvinism. He touted the five points of Calvin often. He wrote about them. He named his son Calvin, right? So, mm-hmm. so he he was always very much into Calvinism as a brand. Like he, I mean, mm-hmm. he 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 even says he brings it up a lot, even though it's kind of weird because it's kind of hard to find the article he's referencing. But he referenced being called one of the one of the thought leaders behind the Young, Restless, and Reform movement right, right. Um, by Time Magazine, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I've yeah, I've had trouble finding that article where yeah. it says think, that, but yeah. um, it, it but, might it might be in one of the clips um, uh, I'm, that I'm going to play. But uh, oh, okay, okay, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely yeah he does say that a lot. He touted the Calvinism. He ran that that road, but um, I think what's I think especially what you're getting to AG too is that Calvinism in and of itself does not mean you're reformed, right? Right. Reform in order to be reformed, what that means um, is much larger and has a much wider scope than just the five points of Calvin. That's right. right? That's right. And and even even his view on the five points of Calvin, mm-hmm. like his, his view on the atonement. Yeah, uh, was honestly, I mean, gracious here, but kind of whack. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't it wasn't even true, like traditionalism. Right. Traditional five points. That's he right. wasn't even that. Yeah. That's right. And and Dr. White. uh for those of you, when you go, if you haven't already listened to Dr. White's uh, assessment of his video, when you go uh, listen to it, he is he's talking about those who claim to be four pointers all the time, and they think that they're attacking limited atonement. But right. when you when you actually dig deep, they're attacking unconditional election. And yeah. Mark even makes a comment that says, uh, you know, there's some, uh, there's you know possibly evidence to believe that Calvin didn't hold to limited atonement. Well, again, when you hold, you know, what Dr. White says, when you push, they're actually attacking unconditional election and Calvin very much was in support of unconditional election. Oh yeah, no, he was. I mean, and and again, like Calvin taught so much more than just the five points. Like if you read Calvin's, honestly, I think Calvin would be rolling in his grave right now if he heard the word Calvinism. Honestly, he's like really out of all of my teaching, you you come out with five things. Like I talked so much more about that, right? That's right. Um, And and he was, I mean, because Calvinism actually started to make its name before he died and he didn't like it. No, no, he didn't like it at all. Yeah. No, 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 because yeah. it's not a doctrine of Calvin. That's right. And that's that's what's so that's what happens, uh, especially in the young restless reform movement, is they so quickly just attach on to the label of Calvinism mm-hmm. and they hold on to that like a pit bull. Yeah. And Calvinism is lit, like the doctrine behind Calvinism is simply biblical doctrine. It's right. biblical soteriology. That's right. That's all it is. That's right. right? And to label it. It, it, with the name of a man, I think Calvin would Calvin wouldn't like that. He that's didn't right. like it, and he wouldn't today. That's right. 
Yeah. So let's get into this little clip. All right. <laughs> so drisky. So drisky. Let's see what, what, what he has to say. All right. So I think I've gone so far as to say, I think the whole young restless reform movement, Time Magazine said I was one of the thought leaders that helped create that. I'm not even, I don't hold to the five points of Calvinism. I think it's garbage, but. Um, I don't hold to the five points of Calvinism. I think it's garbage. I think it's garbage. <laughs> oh, Drisky. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, then why did you promote it? Yeah, he's uh, and again, th- this is where the irony starts, right? Like th- this entire this entire scene is just dripping with irony. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, he 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 very much so promoted and used the young restless and reform movement to his favor. Mm-hmm. Um and whether he whether he was I don't know, man. Like he, he definitely believed Calvinism or at least a version of it was mm-hmm. biblical. And for him just to say, just, just to blanket statement it and just say, Oh, I don't believe in them. They're garbage. It's just like, it's so, it, it's almost too bizarre that mm-hmm. like, I, I don't have a response. It's just kind of like, right. well, okay. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> whatever. Let, let, let's keep going. Yeah. This, this, this is going to get fun. So blog about that. But anyways, blog about that. (laughs) Okay. This is where, this is where my, like my biblical counseling red flags go off. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to say this, right? People who struggle with pride and arrogance, like yours truly, right? I'm talking Mm -hmm. from experience here, would rather be the subject of controversy than to not be in the spotlight at all. Yep. And Mark Driscoll has that this is his MO. He is I think he has proven that he will say and do almost anything to remain relevant. Yes. In the eyes of reformed people and 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 basic evangelicalism, right? And it's in that statement. I think it's so ironic that he mm-hmm. lets it slip. Yes. He knows he just dropped a bomb of a statement and as if to solidify the reasoning is like, well, go blog about that. Yeah. Which one proves he's still living in 2005 because who the heck blogs anymore? <laughs> and two just proves that he is, he is, he's so that that's what he wants. Yes. Right. So yes. sadly in a way we're giving him what he wants right now, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and that was immediately when I heard that, that was the conclusion I came to as well. It's yeah. the, uh, you know, because when he was, when Time Magazine made him yeah. one of the thought leaders, well, whenever this, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when whenever this supposed article was written, uh, right. you know, he was he was on the front line, and yeah. he 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 blew up in popularity. Yes, people people wanted to be associated with him. They wanted to yep. uh, buy his books and things like that. Then all his controversy happened, yeah, and then people, the the reform people who actually truly reformed people who hold to church government and how the church should be run, um, run, run, run. <laughs> uh, right. you right. know, they, they started saying, okay, well, we're not going to have anything to do with you. And then right. he went away and now he's not being talked about anymore. And yeah. now you're absolutely right. This is where he knows this is going to be a subject of controversy. So right. he's just going to say it because he knows people are going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. I don't, I don't think at this point, 
again, like I can't, I can't see his heart, but a tree is known by its fruit. Right. Mm -hmm. And if this happens over and over and over again, I think it's actually okay that we begin to make some deductions because I think they can be made. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's, I think he is just willing to, as long as he's in the spotlight and as long as people are talking about him and as long as he's relevant, I don't think he cares why. That's right. Even bad publicity is still publicity. Yeah, all publicity is good publicity. That's yep, right. that's that's for sure. That's right. Yep. All right. So let's see what else he has to say. So we've right. got we've got the five points. They're garbage. We've right. got blog about that. Blog about that. Let's see what else we yeah. got. Um, because it's not biblical, but nonetheless, because it's not biblical. So the five <laughs> points are garbage because it's not biblical. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> I mean. After those, after the first two statements, like, okay, I, I, I would at least hope your reasoning would be that <laughs> like, if you're not at least, at least you're somewhat maybe holding the Bible, uh, as mm-hmm. a, your authority, he's not, but, but right. yeah, no, honest. I mean, but that's the, that's the argument since before time began, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the arguments against God's sovereignty in salvation. Um, it's easy just to say it's not biblical. Like notice he doesn't support that at all. That's right. Um, right. Because if you're going to call something not biblical, you better have some solid scriptural proof. Right. Uh, and I am of the belief that it doesn't exist. So, and I think he knows it doesn't exist mm-hmm. too. I think right. he just knew, like, I think if you listen to that interview and, and, and especially if you watch the video version, like you see him processing mm-hmm. and, and and it's almost, it's almost like he drops the bomb, then backs up a little bit. And it's like, uh, so blog about that. And then he like almost moves on again. It's like, uh, uh, because it's not biblical. And you're just yeah. like, it's like right, left, right, left, uppercut with the not biblical. And, and then he like, yeah, just, just nails it with that one. But that's, that's the thing that we just, but no he just kind of moves on right oh I mean, he does yeah yeah you, you know uh i don't hold to it i think it's garbage blog about that and it's unbiblical and then move right. on and right. no one calls him to justify his statement you know it's like the people in his camp they're they're not going wait what do you mean it's unbiblical how sure by what what makes it unbiblical right you know, right. it's just it's just leaving people hanging and they go. And then when you question him about it, well, he doesn't have an answer. Yeah. So yeah. but and then he this other video he made talking about Calvinism versus Arminianism. And mm. you mentioned it, you know, Calvinism, the the five points of Calvinism are really all about God's sovereignty. Right. right. It, it's about how man is totally depraved. And because man is totally depraved, it is God that has to work. Uh, It is God who unconditionally chooses, not by anything that we do, but because of of his choice to bring about his own glory. Right. So uh, the five points are centered around God's sovereignty. And in this other video, he talks about how uh, he believes in the sovereignty of God and how he is a monergist. Sure. (laughs) which yeah which is which (laughs) again i don't know and and this is this is honestly why i think that he made those statements in the podcast just for the buzzwords Mm -hmm. because he contradicts himself if if he is a monergist in salvation 
right? Monergism versus synergism. Monergistic is one mono, right? Synergistic means that there's a cooperation between man's free will and God's sovereignty. Mm -hmm. If he's a monergist, he believes in God's sovereignty in election. He believes in man's total depravity and inability to save themselves. Mm -hmm. He believes all this, which is Calvinism. That's right. It's not garbage, right? He proves in that one statement, he does not believe Calvinism is garbage. That's right. Let let me see if I can find this, this other clip right here. Um, where he says something very, very interesting. Yeah. If I had to choose between the five points of Arminianism and the five points of Calvinism, I'd pick the five points of Calvinism because they're better, but I don't quite frankly think that they're great. I'd, if I had to choose between the five points of Arminianism and the five points of Calvinism, I'd pick the five points of Calvinism because they're better. But in the other video, you just said they're unbiblical. And, and and garbage and garbage. So why yeah. are you going to choose something that's unbiblical and garbage? Yeah, no, honestly. And I think that that goes to prove that I don't actually think he believes Calvinism is garbage. Hmm. I think that he might actually hold to God's sovereignty and election, but he knows it was going to get the clicks. Mm. He knows it was going to get get the ball rolling and people were going to be talking about him. He was going to be trending again mm. in the reform camp. His face is going to be all over the place. People are going to be talking about him on podcasts, right? right? Yeah. Um, and he knew it was going to make people mad. So he did it. Yeah. Like, I honestly think that's what we're dealing with here. I think he's, I think he's, I think we're dealing with a guy in middle school who yeah. like won't stop poking his friends with a stick yeah. just to get a reaction. I mean, really, right? it's just... When you get down to it, it's narcissism. It is. It, well, it's pride. Yeah. It's, it's the, hey, no one's talking about me, so talk about me now. Right. Yeah. 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 Go blog about that. I mean, yeah. and then he he even after this, he goes on to say, you know, I, I picked the five points of Calvinism because I think they're better, but they're not all that great. Well, okay. Well, then what is the great system? If it's not yeah. this, if this one's not good and this one's not that great, which one is the better system? Right. Well, and, and I'll, you know, he calls himself a monergist, right? Or, yeah. or he, he, he prefers monergism. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what other system other than Calvinism or as I like to just biblical soteriology, I don't mm-hmm. understand what other system he's going to find that fits monergism better. That's right. Right. Like you're not going to, so you're either a monergist or you're a synergist. There's really no in between, like there's cooperation or it's all God. That's right. Biblical soteriology is all God. Yes. And synergism is not. So it's like you have to take your pick, man. Mm-hmm. Like define your terms and stick to one, right? Like pick a key and commit, right? Yep. I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yep. That's, but just, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that he just, he, he's trying to get the talking points out there. He's trying to yeah. create the buzzwords, be relevant, be talked about again. Um, yeah. One of the things that came to my mind when I first heard kind of both of these videos was either, what well, was one that I, I, I don't believe that he's truly reformed. Um, mm. But another was that either he was taught uh, reformed theology bad uh, like wrongly sure. or he's purposely trying to confuse people like a, right. like a Jehovah's witness would talking about the Trinity. 
Sure, right. Cause, sure. cause one moment they'll define it and they'll define it correctly. And then the very next instance, they'll, they'll define, misdefine it on purpose just so that you stay confused. Right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, exactly. And I can tell you he's, he's not, and this might ruffle some feathers and, and this is, this is the, I will fully confess. This is the reform Baptist coming out in me. Right. But I guarantee you he's not reformed cause he's not confessional. That's right. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't, that, that is an essential part of mm-hmm. what it actually means to be reformed. Right. Not that we believe the 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 confessions are <clears throat> are infallible or inspired. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are from derived from scripture. They are derived from scripture. They are an excellent, you know, depending on which one you read, <laughs> an excellent interpretation and explaining of scripture. Yep. Right. And part of being reformed is subscribing to a confessional lifestyle mm-hmm. and a confessional theology. And he doesn't do that yeah. at all. He, he he's honest. I was listening to a podcast today and he was described as like Calvinism light. <laughs> like, like it's, it, it, it's like diet Calvinism. Yeah. Right. And it, it's not, re- it's not reformed. Right. Yeah. And you know, he, he makes these statements that, you know, this isn't biblical or, you know, to use the language of the Bible. Okay. Well, if you want to be biblical and use the language of the Bible and so on and so forth, let's talk about uh, his model of church that he has right now. Uh, I don't believe uh, he has a governing body of elders like scripture says you are to have. Right. Um, So, well, what, (laughs) okay, well, why, why is this, you know, un supposed unbiblical thing, not okay, but then your unbiblical thing is okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and he's, I mean, honestly, he's, even when he was at, at Mars Hill, like his, there was so much that was whack just kind of about his theology, like his, his view on sign gifts uh, was not at all reformed right. Um, right. or within the reformed tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's one, once you start cherry picking verses mm-hmm. or once scripture, once you start bending scripture to like how you want things to be, um, you lose that continuity, yeah. right? And and you start seeing the well, this is unbiblical, but this is biblical, and you're like, but they're the exact same like thing. Like, yep. what are you talking about? Yep. Right. Yeah. And uh, at that strange fire conference, uh, now Driscoll was referenced, uh, not not by name, but kind of yeah. you know some of the things that he addressed from from the pulpit, like being, you know, a screen coming down and him being able to see just people's lives and things take place. Right. You know, it was direct as it was a direct reference to Driscoll. Uh, yeah. But Steve Lawson gave a great talk on Calvin's critique to the charismatic Calvinists where mm-hmm. he's, you know, addressing the libertines. Uh, and you actually sure. see a lot of the libertines in Mark Driscoll, right? They're, yeah. you, you know, just... There's sins that they seek to justify and they live in open licentiousness. And I was talking with another friend the other day that, uh, you know, just kind of about this and kind of the draw to Driscoll because uh, mm. I because I don't get it. I don't get the draw to Driscoll. Uh, sure. And it was, you know, he made the statement that it's, you know, when you look at Driscoll, especially early Driscoll, when we could say, you know, Driscoll, you know, was you know, a pretty solid guy, you know, with his, sure. his book doctrine and vintage church and things like that. Um, yeah. kind of the, the way he carried himself kind of made it okay for people to, uh, say a curse word here and there, you know, and sure. it, you know, kind of the, uh, be uh, kind of brash in their talk. 
right? Right. Um, but then you contrast that with someone like Steve Lawson or a John MacArthur, whose yeah. entire life and ministry is geared towards seeking holiness, right? They don't need to use that type of language or live that type of lifestyle because mm-hmm. they're seeking God with everything that they have. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just you know I think it's just a, I think it's just a pull to the flashy. Like Mark was young, he was hip, he was good looking, he kind of had the the biker thing going, and he was a very attractive to the. Well, he had the he at least had the boots. He, he had the Nickelback leather wristbands. And... Yes, that's right, the big thick wristbands, um, and that's attractive, especially mm-hmm. to young restless reform people, right? Mm-hmm. Like guys that that are our age that were watching him and listening to him. Um, it was, it was attractive because it was this edgy kind of made you stand out, made you look cool. And he marketed that and he created a network around him that emulated that his church culture emulated that. Mm -hmm. And we're still seeing the effects of that today. Like it's still in our culture, right? Um, it looks a little different, but it's still there. And yeah, yeah. It's just this, I think he, definitely created a culture, a, a Driscoll culture that um, was, yeah, very loose, very just kind of carefree. Um, but I mean, in regards to his theology, like he's, he's always been had charismatic leanings mm-hmm. and now like his church down in Arizona, he's, he's full blown charismatic. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he is, he's, he's fully embraced that. So charismaticism, like, I don't even know if that's a word. Did I just create that charismaticism? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to rock with it. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's it is it is a very slippery slope in that once you start embracing certain truths or certain like like inferences like, oh, you know, maybe it means this. Maybe we're OK with this. Um, it's just like you fall so fast in. Yeah. It, right. And and we see that with Driscoll. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just been it's been just kind of a pro a, a progression of events ever since he. He became big. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is sad to see because he had so much, uh, uh, influence, mm-hmm. you know, um, he did. and then to, so to see that happen, see the fall, but then not mm-hmm. just see the fall, but then see the running away after the fall when, right. when, when your own people were desiring for you to be reinstated, um, right. and just to completely disregard, uh, church discipline and you just go and start your own church again. Right. Uh, and then, right. And now you're, you just start going off into left field and start doing things that just try to be noticed. Um, yeah. I mean that it's not, it, it's unbiblical, but, uh, it is, it's garbage. It's, yeah. It's garbage. <laughs> but it's, it, w- what's really sad is because, listening to this type of argumentation and just kind of seeing him do these Mm. things. um, People who aren't Christians, they see that. Oh yeah. And it, and all it, it doesn't help. No, no, no. And, and that's, that's something that, that I think, you know, going back to just kind of the, the culture that Mark Driscoll started, like he really did create a culture that was, um, in a lot of ways, indistinguishable from what you would see in society. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it was just, it just had Jesus slapped on it. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's not, that's not all of it. Um, I, I don't want I don't want to make a, a paint with too, too broad of a, too broad of a, of a brush there, but, but yeah, like once you start allowing the world to dictate and by the world, I mean society, sure. right. Start allowing the society to dictate why and how you do things instead of letting scripture do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you run into a Mars Hill. Yeah. That's that what happens. That is the end result. It just it, it never ends well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you, you kind of know a little bit about Mars Hill because you live in the Washington area. I do. I live. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in uh, in Everett, Washington, which is real close to Seattle. Um, so, yeah, the original Mars Hill, Mark Driscoll, he was right down here, there, right down there in Seattle. And uh, this is this is ground zero. <laughs> this is where it all blew up. And um Honestly, like it's been, gosh, how many years has it been since, since it blew up? It's been at least 10. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Around there. Yeah. Around 10 years, the effects and the residual of Mars Hill and Mark Driscoll, like are clearly seen even now. Mm. Like I live in a culture on, especially on this, you know, on this side, the, the, the the Puget Sound area, if you're, if you're familiar with it, uh, it is a church hurt culture Mm. and there are so many people who have just been marred and destroyed and just beaten and battered by churches and the leadership structures. And I see the connections. Like there is a, you can connect the dots. Like, you know, if you, if you're like a crime scene detective and you've got like your, your apartment wall is just covered with all the papers and you're stringing the lines and drawing the, drawing the circles, right. All of them lead back to Mars Hill. <laughs> like it is so weird how when that blew up and the culture that was around that, it just shattered uh, my, just, just this area, the Pacific Northwest. And so many churches were influenced by Mars Hill and Mark. So many pastors were influenced by Mark Driscoll. Like, like I can't throw a stone like a hundred yards and hit a church where they were either not influenced by Mark Driscoll or had other elders who were like, it's everyone's connected out here. Mm. Um, And when it blew up, I'm still seeing the effects of pastors who are under Mark's tutelage or had Mark as their mentors or really, really bought into just kind of the Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill way of doing things. And it's leaving people hurt. Mm -hmm. It's leaving people angry and it's leaving people like, just like, well, this is, you know, number three or four churches for us uh, that have, you know, hit us with a left hook. I think, I think we're going to be done now. Yeah. Um, and it just, it comes back to just, just, just pride and arrogance. Like you want something more than you want Christ. Mm-hmm. You want a culture more than you want Christ. You want power more than mm-hmm. you want Christ, right? That's ultimately like what did Mark in yeah. is he wanted something more than he wanted Christ. And the effects of that are still being seen 10 years later. Like I know so many families who have been hurt by Mars Hill esque churches and leadership. It's just, it's so painful out here. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, well, some things that we definitely need to do is one, we definitely need to pray for ourselves, uh, for, for the spirit to keep us and guard us, Mm-hmm. Um, bring to light, you know, definitely the areas of pride that we struggle in. 
um, yeah. and help us put those to death. Uh, and we also we we do need to pray for Mark Driscoll as well. Oh yeah. Um, now I'm not gonna go as far to say that he's not a believer. Um, I, I you know sure. I believe I, when he talks about Jesus, I believe he's sincere in what he says about Jesus and the love that Jesus has and the love that the Father has for his people. I believe he's sincere in that. Um, yeah. But some of his theology is a little wonky. Uh, hmm. But I do believe uh, he is a, a sincere believer in Christ and that he wants people to know Christ. But uh, I think we need to pray that kind of uh, the the pride issue that we all struggle with. You know, he, oh, he's yeah. just brought it out to the public. I pray that, you know, he does away with that and that it's not about getting sound bites. It's not about, you know, being the center of controversy just for controversy's sake. So you can, you know, have your name in people's mouths again. Um, right. but you know, if, if you want to be a pastor, you know, then stand in the pulpit and preach the word to your congregation and help them grow. Who cares about whatever, you know, stop writing books. Um, one, because they're not good anymore. Uh, <laughs> and, right. and I, I can't, get another Mark Driscoll book because I don't know if he actually wrote it. Um, right. So that credibility, yeah, that's right. that's true. I mean, yeah. just that credibility is gone. So right. if you want to be a pastor, just preach the word of God to your people and help your congregation grow in unity and grow in Christ. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, as, as the, the Catholic church as uh, the church universal, we need to come alongside Mark and we need to pray for him. Um, and we need to help lead and guide him. And, you know, right. it's, it, it also doesn't help when you try to reach out to him and, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Again, like I think we are giving Mark exactly what he wants right now. Is yeah. We are talking about him. Right. But, but yeah, to, 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 to riff off that sentiment, you know, it's the, it's that famous quote, uh, and it's overused, but I think I, I think the sentiment behind it's true. Like the the Count of Zindendorf, right? Preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. Yeah. Yes. Right. And and that is the mentality that I think we should all have: is stop trying to leave a legacy, mm -hmm. stop trying to leave like some sort of culture behind you. Right. Your main purpose here is to be a conduit in which the gospel comes forth. That's right. Your main purpose on this earth, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a plumber, you know, whether you're a baker or a candlestick maker, I don't, I don't care what you're doing. Your purpose here is to glorify God by preaching the gospel and pointing people to Jesus. That's right. That is why you are here. And anytime we get in the way of that and our pride rears up, um, renders us in that moment completely ineffective yeah. for our job. Yeah. Right. That's true. And, and it's very sad because we see the effects, we see the end results. We see it in Mark Driscoll mm -hmm. and we see what happens. And we are, we are like, we are one, <laughs> we are one step away from that. Mm -hmm. If we do not realize the power of our pride mm -hmm. and the power it has to rear its ugly head so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's why you're here. Yeah, so with that, uh, I think this was another successful show. Very uh, successful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, there's... I'll be waiting for the check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll come right, at, right after I get mine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Second billing. That's right. Sorry. So, uh, but yeah, um, one, we, we, we hope that you see just 
the the very bad argumentation that Mark uses. He just kind of comes in, says stuff, and then runs away. Doesn't address anything. Doesn't give any justification uh, for his claims. He just kind of says it, and then he's on to the next thing. That's a bad way uh, to 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 bring about an argument, right? That's a bad way to present your position. If you're yep. going to make a claim, be prepared to justify it. Um, right. With scripture, with scripture, that's right. Don't just say right. something's unbiblical and then and then right. move on. Tell us why no. it's unbiblical and use the Bible right. to show. Like, exactly. I mean, we ha- I've got friends, and I- and I'm sure you do too, that aren't reformed. They're you know they would claim to be you know not Arminian but free will Christians, right. and sure. you know we I'm sure your friends like my friends would is go to the Bible and we would talk through scripture. Right. Um, so, so even people who hold different beliefs than us are willing to go to the scriptures. I think Mark should be able to as well. Um, right. So, so we hope that you see just the very bad argumentation, and also uh, hope that you just you pray for yourself that the Spirit would protect protect you, the listener. Uh, pray that the Spirit protects us um, as we do this, because you know. We are involved in ministry. We do not want to be disqualified from ministry. We don't want to do something that could disqualify ourselves. And it's very easy to happen. Um, You know, even just not even thinking about it, it could happen. And, um, you you know, that's something that we don't want. So we need prayer. We need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray for those whom we minister to and uh, those whom we minister with. And uh, also pray for Mark Driscoll. Um, we do believe that he is a genuine believer. He has a love of Jesus. He has a love for the lost. Um, but there's just some things that are concerning. Um, yeah. And uh, I I think that he needs to repent uh, and just focus on if he, if he's going to be a, a pastor, focus on just preaching the word. Yep. That's why you're here. Yep. Preach the gospel, die, be forgotten. That's it. I love it. I love that. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. This has been matter of theology. I'm AG Martin, Josh Loftus joining again. Just yes. dude, you, you, you're just now you're, you're just a regular co-host now. I am. I, that's right. I want co-host billing. Mm-hmm. I am on retainer. That's I right. feel like I'm on retainer. But, but that's fine. Yeah. That's right. And, and and just so so the listeners know, this is pretty much how this went down. I text Josh and I said, "Hey, what are you doing right now?" He said, "Oh, I'm just watching a cooking show." Hey, you want to do yeah. a show? Yeah, let's do it. All right, that there yeah. there it yeah, is, I right do. there. <laughs> that is literally how it went down, and I'm happy to do it because although I love cooking shows so much, they just make me hungry, and mm. and yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't end well. Yeah, yeah, we can't watch cooking shows in my house because my wife likes when I cook. So yeah, exactly. Cause I, cause then I want to make things that I see. Yeah. All right. And then it's like more cooking shows equals more food equals more weight. And it's just bad. And equals yeah. more money spent on more money spent <laughs> on things. I don't, that's right. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. We'll catch you on the next one. Later. Good day. <laughs>